You know, in 1850, Nathaniel Hawthorne, one of America's literary giants, wrote his magnum opus, The Scarlet Letter. Now, perhaps you read it in high school. Some people believe that our scripture reading today may have partially inspired The Scarlet Letter. Now, in both stories, we find a woman accused of adultery. But each of these stories is more about accusation than adultery. And when it becomes a story about accusation, it not only involves the two women, it involves all of us. For all of us stand guilty of accusations. Now, it may be less an accusation of others as an accusation against ourselves. But that's what it involves. It's a story about accusation. And you know, in our scripture reading today, we find that Jesus speaks some words of acceptance to the woman. Now, the great letter A of our text this morning is not the charge the Pharisees brought against the woman. The great letter A is the word, the word that Jesus speaks to the woman, acceptance acceptance. Jesus asked the woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? Neither do I condemn you. Do you hear the power in those words? Neither do I condemn you. Those words are for the woman. Those words are for you. Those words are for me. Neither do I condemn you. You know, the Apostle Paul puts it this way. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life is greater than the law of sin and death. Jesus reminds us in the sixth chapter of John. Whoever comes to me, I will in no way cast out. Whoever comes to me, I will in no way cast out. There are no preconditions for acceptance. We're accepted for who we are as we are, how we are, and where we are. There are no preconditions. There are no preconditions. You see, that's the power of God's grace in Jesus Christ reaching out to us. And it's God's acceptance of us that's the letter A of our text. Well, there are three implications of God's acceptance of us that I want to briefly touch upon this morning. And as usual, if you'd like to follow along, there's a sermon outline printed in your bulletin for your convenience, or if you prefer, you can follow along with a PowerPoint presentation. So let's begin with the first point. First of all, because God accepts us, we can accept Jesus. First of all, because God accepts us, we can accept Jesus. Neither do I condemn you. Jesus accepted the woman. Jesus accepts us. Acceptance. We hear it, receive it, and are invited to respond to it. But how do we respond to it? God reaches out to us in Jesus Christ. That's the deep acceptance of God for us through Christ. It's God's acceptance of us. Acceptance for acceptance. Mutual acceptance. Acceptance for acceptance. And that's how we come to that spiritual vitality of relationship with Jesus Christ. 
You see, because God accepts us, we're able to accept God and live in spiritual vitality. Because God accepts us, we are able to grow by God's grace. God's grace empowers us to grow in our acceptance of Jesus Christ so that we can accept Jesus and become like him. And that brings us to the second point. Second, because God accepts us, we can accept others. Second, because God accepts us, we can accept others. God accepts us. This is foundational. When you stand on this rock, what you do is drop the stones. The voice we need to hear is the voice of acceptance. The voice of Christ speaking to our hearts. We don't condemn ourselves. But more than that, we don't condemn others. We don't condemn others. Let he who's without sin cast the first stone. You see, we drop all those stones. We drop all those stones because we know that Christ accepts us. And because Christ accepts us, we can accept others. Because God accepts us, we can accept others. Let he who without sin cast the first stone. You know, we're called to exercise judgment in life, but that doesn't mean we become judgmental. We live in a world filled with differences, but we don't let the differences lead to division and the divisions to derision. We don't go there. We choose not to go there. That's not what we're about. You see, we drop all those stones. And when our hands are free of the stones, then we're able to embrace others and speak those words of acceptance, words that are powerful. Do you remember the first time you heard these words of acceptance? I care about you. I believe in you. I trust you. I want the best for you even though you're different than me. I affirm you. I forgive you. Do you remember the first time you heard the power of those words in your life? By people who spoke those words. Well, folks, we are invited to be a people who speak those words. We're invited to be a people who speak those words. You know, in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, we read, Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit, you choose. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit, you choose. We're invited to be a people who are accepted and who share that same acceptance with others. We're invited to be a people who know we're accepted and we, accept that, we share that same gift of acceptance with others. That's what we're called to do as the people of God. We are the people who are accepted. And people see that in the way in which we live with others and the way in which we respond to others because God accepts us we can accept others and that brings us to the third and final point I want to make about God's acceptance of us third and finally because God accepts us and perhaps this is the most difficult point of all because God accepts us we can accept ourselves because God accepts us we 
can accept ourselves. Let me ask you a couple of questions. When was the last time you beat yourself up about something you said or something you did? Or you said, I wish I'd said this or I I wish I'd done that. Or I wish I hadn't said this or wish I hadn't done that. I wish I'd stood up here or I wish I'd stepped back there. I wish I'd spoken up here or I wish I'd kept quiet there. When was the last time you sat back and analyzed yourself and accused yourself? Self-accusation. Self-accusation. Or let me ask you this question. Have you ever spoken these words in your mind to yourself? Have you ever said to yourself, I'm not blank enough? I'm not blank enough. Go ahead and fill in the blank. I'm not smart enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not clever enough. I'm not popular enough, thin enough, pretty enough. I'm not whatever enough. Have you ever spoken those words in your mind to yourself? Have you ever said to yourself, I'm not blank enough? Well, you know what the theme of those words is? The theme is, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Have you ever spoken those words of inadequacy to yourself? Where you pointed the finger of accusation at yourself? Where you threw stones at yourself? Let me tell you. Guilt and shame give us plenty of stones to throw at ourselves. And we often do it so well because we've often done it for so long. We're practiced. We're practiced. And you know, we learn to throw those stones early because we've had others throw stones at us. And we own them and we use them. And you know what? Very often, and this is what I said in the children's sermon, very often those stones that we throw at Others and in ourselves are what? Their words. Their words. You know that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt me. They're not true. They're not true. Words can hurt. And words can leave lasting wounds, can't they? The spirit of accusation that lives in our lives is a giant letter A, which is a burden for so many folks. But there's good news. The good news is that God accepts us. God accepts us. Isn't that wonderful news? And you know, this is foundational. When you stand on this rock, what you do is drop the stones. You drop the stones. Now, if Jesus doesn't condemn us, then how can we condemn ourselves? How can we listen any longer to those false voices of guilt and shame which drive our lives when Christ has accepted us? Now, don't misunderstand me. That's not to say that we don't listen to the voice of conscience, that inner voice that would be our compass into the greater life in Christ and those healthy and holy values that God has for us in Christ. But folks... The voice that we need to hear is the voice of acceptance. Christ's voice speaking to our hearts. So I want to ask you today, have you heard his voice today? Have you heard the voice of acceptance? Well, in conclusion, 
God's acceptance of us makes three things possible. First, it empowers us to accept Jesus. Second, it empowers us to accept others. And third and finally, and perhaps even most importantly, it empowers us to accept ourselves. Whoever has the ears to hear, let that one hear what the Spirit says to the church. Amen. I want to extend an invitation to you. This morning I've been talking about the first letter A, a spiritual vitality, which is the basis for all the others, and that's acceptance. God's grace, God's unmerited favor that we can do nothing to earn. That's the kind of acceptance that God has for us in Jesus Christ because Christ has paid it all. Christ has paid it all. There's nothing we can add or take away from it. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Maybe you believe that enough to know that you're a Christian, but maybe you're carrying a burden of shame, of guilt. Maybe you made a mistake. Maybe there was something you did that you don't think God can forgive you for. Well, let me assure you, God can, because Jesus paid it all on the cross. You don't have to continue carrying around that burden of shame and guilt. Christ forgives you and Christ accepts you. Just as he accepted the woman that was taken in adultery. And all of us have committed sins. That's why Jesus came into the world. So that he could reconcile us with God. That's the gospel. And that's the good news today. That God accepts you and me because of Jesus Christ. So if you're carrying some burden this morning a burden of guilt or shame, I invite you to come forward to the altar and leave that burden here. Because Christ has already taken it all upon himself on the cross. Leave that burden here. And instead, trade it for God's forgiveness and acceptance. And leave from this place with joy. That's the invitation to you this morning. I don't know what you're carrying, but God knows and you know. And so whatever it may be, I invite you to come forward to leave that burden here and to receive God's forgiving and accepting grace. Will you do that as we sing our last song?